Hi, everyone. Welcome to the BizDev Podcast, the podcast about developing your business. I'm David Baxter, your host, and I am joined, as always, by Gary Voigt. How is it going, man? It's going pretty well, man. How you doing? I am good. We're playing with a new little... We've got new toys. We're trying to up our game. We've got new mics, and I have a new camera, and we're now playing with... We're using Riverside. Oh, it's not a plug. Uh, and it's pretty neat. It's, we've been using Zencaster. We're trying it out. Uh, so this is a, we're all playing with new toys. Um, it has sound effects and stuff, which I'm going to withhold and not push the buttons. If I say something tremendously funny, that, at least that I think is tremendously funny, maybe I'll push it. Maybe. But I'm pretty sure our team would get mad if I actually did it. Because <laughs> they don't want that stuff. So the trending topic of the day is a big one. I think this is a really, really good, this is everywhere. If you guys have been listening, reading any tech stuff, uh, you have heard about the doom and gloom. I guess that's the best way to say it, uh, that a lot of the big investors and people, Sequoia, Y Combinator, all of them, are basically telling startups to buckle down because the economy is about to get tank, to go belly up. Like a Silicon Valley recession doom and gloom prediction. Yeah, I, I mean, Y Combinator in partic particular sent out an email talking about... Uh, you need to buckle down, get some runway if you've got it, or hunker down, use it well, use it wisely, don't go spending crazy money. If you don't have uh, a runway, go get a runway. Runway is the colloquial term to say you have this much time to run on the money you have in the bank. So when you raise a million dollars or whatever, that will you do calculations and say, okay, I can keep my current staff or grow or whatever, and I can run for this long, it'll be months yeah. or a couple of years or whatever. That's what a runway is. So what do you think about this prognostication? Just from reading some summaries of the articles and stuff like that, uh, it seems like although the big companies are starting to do layoffs, like the thing with Meta, I didn't expect Meta to really work out because it just seemed odd. You know, I didn't, I didn't expect Meta to Meta, do Meta, you well mean Facebook? Yes, as Facebook. Okay. It just seems like there's too much going on in the world socially that's giving them a bad look that I expected them to have some sort of downturn. Um, didn't expect the Netflix thing about people leaving and, and layoffs there. but So, okay, so clarifying that. So Meta, they have been having some rough quarters, but they seem to be doing okay right now. They're betting the farm on the Metaverse and AR, and so that's causing them to lose a lot of money. But even they said they were backing off some because they were their stock price was getting slammed. Well, their advertising is down. Their engagement is down. They have designers and people that they've put onto the Metaverse team that are just leaving left and right, unhappy, not thinking well, it's going to go anywhere. Yeah. So I'm just saying with those kind of stories showing up in the media, that kind of also paints like a little staying on them for now for it doesn't seem like it's going in a positive upward direction for them but i don't think this is going to turn into like the bubble bursting like it did back in the day with the websites and tech companies so the way i look at it is you're right i agree with you 100 percent that it's not a bubble but i'm almost afraid that it's worse because a bubble by its very definition it means something went out of whack got too hot and exploded it was artificial. It, 
went up too high, it came back down in an abrupt manner, right? That's happened to housing in 2008. It's happened banking several times over the years. Oil has bubbles all the time, come and go. What scares me about this one is it's not a bubble. It's really the economy is about to get beat. That's, and its fundamentals are now weak, right? Inflation is high. Um, I mean, really, high. like my business group, crypto has tanked. <laughs> like, well, I mean, I, that to me is not a prognostication. That's just reality. Crypto was never real to begin with, in my opinion. I'm sure someone would. I agree with, with you, but I, I think there's investors and investment companies that see that and think, "Uh oh, what's next?" Well, to me, a lot of this is if you listen to the finance guys, a lot of this stuff is expected, right? When the inflation goes up, the Fed gets mean, and that's their job. They raise interest rates. When you raise interest rates, the reason why crypto and uh, SPACs, if you've seen those, we've talked about those before. Those are the the blank check companies that allow companies like Truth Social to go public with no revenue. Um, that's why all gold is another one. These things, these are the kind of investments that explode when there is no where else to put money. There's there was money was free, right? You can't put money in your bank. You can't put it in a CD. Buying bonds was you'd get 0.2% interest. It's a waste of time. So if you want to make money, you've got to get more risky. And so over the last several years, all of those things I just mentioned have exploded because people have money to burn and they want to play. They're bored, they're stuck in their house because of the pandemic. I want something exciting. Let's go and do uh, pump and dump at AMC, right? That that happened. GameStop, uh, crypto, all of these things. And now that the Fed is getting involved and the interest rates are going up, the bond market's getting better because there's now money. The you know banks can make money again. This is what you expect to happen. Crypto to crash. These things to have because uh, these are these were not real investments by standards, normal standards. And so regular people who are like I'm going to get some Bitcoin. They don't know what they're doing, right? They're not doing it because they believe in removing government from currency, which is what Bitcoin was originally about, right? They're doing it because they want a quick buck. The eventuality and the the goal is to balance the scales, but right now the scale is kind of on that downward slope before it comes back up to the middle. Yeah, and that's going, I mean, the we are so spoiled. <laughs> Our the generation... 20 years, and I mean, it's a full generation. It doesn't matter whether you're a baby boomer or you're millennial or you're Gen X or like me, you are so spoiled because you've forgotten what real interest rates look like. It's been 20 years since we've had interest rates for like buying a house with an interest rate of 6%. That's been 20 years, which has been normal for almost our entire history, if not low. Like I, I bought a house in... 2006, which was not the time to buy a house. <laughs> Don't buy that house. But my interest rate was six and a quarter percent. And that was considered good at the time. Yeah. Now, if you are over 4%, people think, oh, you're just losing, you're burning money. That's not, it's this 3% stuff we've been used to is so bonkers. But that's what we're used to. We're spoiled. We're used to this raging economy. And full employment, all this stuff. And that's all coming to the end. And all of that's real. That's like my business group I was saying earlier. My business group, officially uh, inflation I think is 11%. And they believe that that is behind. These are guys running businesses of all sizes. Um, they're guessing that inflation is actually closer to 18 or 19%. 
which is horribly high. We're all feeling it. I mean, if you go to the gas station, you're feeling it. Just the grocery store, feeling it. It's like it's, and that's probably about to get restaurants. Yeah. The restaurants, you go and get a, you know, my, here's a silly example. Uh, Domino's. My family and I have been buying their coupon, $5.99 for two medium pizzas. Right? That's been their national coupon for years. It's great. Do you get it in the mail every week? We, no, it's just on their app. You just use their oh, app okay. and it's always there. And now that coupon is six ninety nine. Like, boom. It's an extra dollar. Yeah. Now, that's not a ton. It's still a cheap pizza. But it's just very clear they had to raise their prices. Everybody has to raise their prices. And so I think that these guys are looping it back around. I think that these prognostications are, are right. It's going to get hard. I think we're going to have a bad economy for a little bit because there's just, we've, we've been overheated for a while, right? We all got tanked because of the pandemic and then it all raged back and everybody had this great time and everybody had money to spend because the Fed was handing out cash. Well, that's all gone now. Inflation's stupid. The economy's going to take a beating. Now, what does that mean? That's the real question. Yeah, okay, we all agree. What does it mean Great. for tech companies and small businesses, especially if you're... What does it mean for your small business? I think for your small business, I would jump on what these guys are saying. And if you want to read more of what they said, we'll put uh, links in the show notes. But it was Sequoia came out with a gizmo, uh, uh, an article, and then Y Combinator came out one. And I think if you are a business owner, you need to shore up your contracts that you have, you need to see if you can get any new ones, but then it's time to start watching your expenses. I think it's that, and that this is, I mean, we're looking at this and we're going, gosh, okay, what do we, what do we need to be careful of? I mean, we're doing fine now, but it's not, you know, six, eight months ago, we were getting calls left and right about people who wanted to do stuff. Those calls aren't coming in nearly as fast anymore. I think that's a sign. Like startups are really sensitive to this, right? If I don't have confidence that my regular job is going to be stable and happy, I'm not going to invest in my new idea. And if you're out there trying to get investments from, you know, other investors or accelerators, that's probably going to be cut short and tight too. So, Yeah. I mean, think of an angel investor, right? An angel investor is just a very nice way of saying rich person, right? I am a rich person who has money to invest in small things and take risks. That's what an angel investor is. So, if I'm now concerned that my portfolio is hurting, I'm still a rich person. I'm not going to stop being rich in this economy, most likely, but I might not be as generous to give a $25,000 or $50,000 check on a bet that your company is going to do well, right? That's, that is 100% real. And we've seen this before. This isn't the first time. I mean, we've had smaller dips. I just think that um, we just need to be careful. So if you're a small business right now, you got you to think, how do I be smart with my money? Because that big new contract might not be, might fall fall away. Um, so be just be smart about it. I don't think you, I don't, I'm always leery about these prognostications because it there is the absolute real truth of self-fulfilling prophecy. And there's also stuff. the reactionary effect where, you know, small businesses or investors see these articles and they're like, oh, that's it. Cutting everything off, holding back. Or yeah. yeah, this might just be a course correction that's actually needed and necessary. But at the same time, if they're going to react emotionally and just kind of if from fear or whatever, then 
that might make it actually worse than it needs to be. Yeah, I mean, I think the smart thing is to, you don't stop hiring, but maybe you slow it down. You don't stop investing, but maybe you do a little extra due diligence to make sure, man, is this really going to happen? Is this investment really needed? And if the answer is yes, then you still should do it. Your company's still going to, there's always people, I don't care what the economy is, there's always winners and losers, right? The classic thing, um, I read this, gosh, where did I read this? I don't remember. Um, that's, that's the worst thing. I remember what I read, I never remember where it comes from. That's, that's, that's not good. Um, but it was a quote, or it was a story about these, these people, what to do during a recession. And they were saying most businesses immediately think, let's say clothing stores, just picking that at random. Uh, they lower their prices because they know that people are having tough times. And a lot of those companies go out of business because they lowered the prices and their margins got sh- crushed and they went out of business. They find that statistically speaking, the ones that do the best are the ones who actually raise their prices. So instead of having a 15% discount, these guys are adding 1% because they know that their loyal people are largely going to keep coming. And if you have 90% of people paying 1% more, you just made more money and they do well. You're not gouging them. You're not tanking them. But 1% is enough to keep your business thriving because you have 10% less people, but they're still making you more money. So that's something to keep in mind. I'm not saying everybody should raise their prices right now, but don't just immediately red sale it and 50% off and all that because you're going to shoot yourself right in the face. Yeah, you know, that's something I never really thought about. That's interesting to hear that typically the reaction that I was talking about earlier, yeah, it would be lower your price, sell as much as you can, get what you can right now, right now, where it seems like the more methodical approach, just raising 1% does seem to work out in the long run. But yeah, the gouging thing, that's probably another issue that needs to be course corrected during this because it does seem like a lot of the inflation is being driven by more greed than necessary. Well, that's always a thing you have to be careful of. When you see, okay, like one of my friends runs a company and he's like, my labor cost has gone up 20%. My material costs have gone up 50%. I'm like, okay, okay, back up, back up, back up. Your material costs for your job, for a typical job that you do is what? He's like, it's 50 bucks. And I said, okay, so now it's 55 bucks. Yeah, okay. That's not really all that big a deal. It's five bucks. You're, you know, when you think about it, when you say, oh, it's gone up 10%, that sounds scary. Right. Or in some cases, he's like, uh, he, he does stuff in landscaping. And he's like, it went, my, my dirt prices, like he's buying topsoil, went up 50%. Oh, that sounds scary. What is that really? It's a dollar. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Wait a minute. So it, the percentages can sometimes, but then he's a great guy and he's not, he's very sensitive about raising prices for his clients. But some people would be like, well, you know, inflation. Yeah, they use so that. So that allows as me to raise excuse. my prices a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe my prices went up 10 and I'm going to go up 15. Exactly. Yeah, just yeah. get a little extra. And then they'll and just be like, well, you got to be careful there. I mean, there's always going to be the side of business that's going to push it the highest expense they can off to the consumer until they stop buying, then they lower it back to, you know, what they can get away with. But they're always going to push it. I mean, that's when you well, mentioned the grocery store earlier. I know we've talked about it before, but as simple as opening a bag of chips and noticing there's only half the amount there. The package is the same size, and then you look down at the weight, and it's, oh, it's like a oh, 0.5 yeah. ounce is different when it's missing, like, you know, mm-hmm. 10 or 12 crackers or whatever, but still, like, 
over the yeah, it's the same price. Thousands the candy of bars are that notorious month. for that. Saved a lot of money. Yeah, candy bars are the absolute worst at that. Like if if you really every year, it's like you get a reminder when you start looking at Halloween candy, right? When you have kids and you go Halloween shopping. <laughs> Twelve bucks for you know it used to be three musketeers. Yeah, well, you you get your Snicker bar, right? And 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 it was originally what two and a half inches long, little little fun size, I think they called it. Oh yeah, for and, you know you had the full okay. bars that were like you know four, five, six inches long. I don't know how all those are now long. called king. And size. then you had the fun size, well, you king size, yeah, which is always you're like who am I going to share this with? Come on, but now they have then then they came out with uh, they all have mini or whatever they all name them funny things, but that little two and a half inch bar you used to get at. Uh, Halloween went down to a, a, a square, like a one inch square. Yep. And it's now like it's piece. like smaller than that. And it's like, come on. And they're all the same price. Candy's always expensive. So, oh, business idea. We'll make diet candy and it'll just be the wrapper with candy that used to be in there. And you just lick the wrapper, but there's no. I calories. think they call that trash. Well. I think that's called trash, but <laughs> I think the, the the balance is for for you as a business owner is what is fair, right? You want to do right by your customers, but you need to pay your people, and they're they're getting more expensive. They should be. Let me rephrase that. They well, should be. Their getting cost more of living has gone up as well because their cost of living has gone up. The so you've got to be sensitive to that, um, and you know that's something we're worth thinking through and working through. Um, because we want to do right by our guys, uh, but it's it's tricky, right? So the greed is always right there, saying what you know, what's an extra percent? So <laughs> I think you just got to be careful. It's a balancing act, right? What is ethical? And everyone's ethics are different, and I'm not really weighing what is that. What is ethical for you? What is right by your company? Again, it's very tempting to go in a bad economy. I'm going to slash prices and sell more stuff. Statistically, that's not true. That won't happen. There's going to be those 10%. You're going to lose 10% of your customers because people are going to look at you and you say, oh, I can't afford this clothes anymore. I'm going to go to Walmart instead. Okay, there's nothing you can do about that. But those 90% of people or 85% or whatever who are going to stick with you, they're going to stick with you whether or not you change your prices or not. So don't shoot yourself in the foot for that. Um, but I, I, I think they're right. I think we need to be smart here. Um, there's a lot of real signs that the economy is slowing down. And when it slows down, it'll take a couple of years to correct. But it will come back. So you're hunkering down, you're not giving up. Yeah, let's, let's be up. All right, I've had enough doom and gloom. I want to talk about something fun. I want to talk about a celebration. Okay, so it was total nerd yeah. fest, right? Disney had their, well, Star Wars officially had their celebration, which is their big annual convention. Kind of I don't know, Comic event. Con for, yeah. They it's talk about what's coming. For Star Wars. And my brother is a huge, a huge Star Wars fan. Oh my goodness. He's got all the stuff. He has lightsabers mounted on his wall. He goes to convention. Now, is he the type that, besides the movies, he's also watched all the animated series and Everything. read all the books? He's read all the books. Okay. He's seen all, he's, he's got all, he's got copies, bootlegs of, you know, versions that didn't make it here. I mean, he is just the biggest fan. He'd been to Celebration a couple of times, not this year. 
Um, but so his his passion for Star Wars has always rubbed off on me a little bit. I like Star Wars. I'm not nearly to the level he is. I do not own a lightsaber. Um, he owns all of those, like all those metal ones that are really, really fancy. He's got like a dozen of them. Yeah, my kid's got a couple of the little plastic ones. That's all. They make the sound effect when you open them up. Yep. <laughs> so that's cool. So so Star Wars has their big event, and now it's more of a Disney kind of event. It's like because Star Wars and Disney are so coupled. So they started talking about what's coming up in the next year or so. Mandalorian's coming back. Very excited about that. Um, Andor, have you seen that? Do you know what Andor? Not I Andor, saw an, Andor. a thumbnail for a trailer, but I have not seen it. And I immediately thought Endor. That was my first reaction. So yeah, it's not that I at all. I yeah, it's Andor a bit and confusing. And I and I when I saw the trailer, it's basically it's one of the characters from Rogue One. It's like the rise of the rebellion against the Empire. It's you know no, no Jedi kind of Star like Wars. Like Rogue One. Uh, I thought yeah, it was Rogue, good. Rogue One was a great spinoff. It was like it was like watching the Titanic in Star Wars. You know the bad stuff's happening, um, which I think is good. I think it puts you in a different frame of mind when you know that there's no heroics going to save these fools, right? <laughs> they're they're toast. Um, but this is this is kind of a, a it's, it's they're trying to do a thing where this is what Star Wars looks like without Jedi. You're starting to say, but if, but what's funny is because Mandalorian started that way too. So they're, they're paving the path forward without the Skywalker Jedi. Yeah, story. that's that's her trying to do that, and we'll see if it works. The the least successful ones are the ones that get furthest away so far from Jedi, because everything else now is just sci-fi, right? Jedi and yeah. the Force and stuff is what makes Star Wars unique and and fun. And now people would argue with me to the death on that, but. I mean, even Mandalorian busts out that little black lightsaber blade. Right? It's still cool. And they still bring in Grogu, right? The little little force ninja. Absolutely. Um, so it's it's they always find a way to sneak it in. The one that I think surprised me the most, well, one, they have another one called Skeleton Crew, which is going to be a kid's show, but live action. Jude Law's in it. Uh, that should be interesting. Um, I hope it's not I too cheesy. I have not heard about that one. I, they didn't say anything about it except Jude Law is in it, and it's going to be uh, for, it's going to be kid-focused. And then, but we know Obi One's coming out. That's so. today, the day we record this. Yeah. At least, I'm very excited about that. We talked about that last week. Uh, yes, I am. I'm ready. This weekend will consume. There's two episodes coming up. The one that surprised me about it though was Willow. Do you remember Willow? I remember. It was like an '80s fantasy movie. Wasn't mm-hmm. Tom Cruise in it? No, and no, also... no, no. Val Kilmer. What was Val Kilmer was in it, and then uh, Warwick Davis, who plays Wicket. He's uh, a small guy. Um, yeah, yeah. He's been he's been in a biz- he's been in almost all the Star Wars movies in some capacity. Uh, you don't necessarily know it, but he's always in them. He's he's been he's a he I guess him Harry and Lucas Potter are friends. Is one of the Gringo Gringord Spankers. Well, I thought he was a teacher too. I think he's a teacher Probably. as well. Um, but he shows up everywhere. You would recognize his face. What I'm amazed by, so this they're making a new one. It's called Willow. That's not Willow 2. It's just Willow. But it that was a... I loved that movie as a kid. But I am amazed when I see this thing how little he seems to have aged. Like, he looks he looks amazing. He's He was a full-on adult in the 80s with Star Wars. Early 80s. And I'm like, you cannot be young, man. He looks amazing. That's all I can say. Now you're not um, talking I'm excited about Val Kilmer because he does not look the same. No, no, Val Kilmer is not in this. He unfortunately he did had not a make the trick. Health issues. Um, no. Speaking of Val Kilmer, I believe he gets a very small cameo in the new uh, uh, Top Gun movie. 
as a tribute to him because he can barely talk anymore, which is so sad. Uh, but they give him a little bit of, a, he gets a little bit of love. I don't know. It's a cameo because he can't speak now, which is so sad. But, um, but yeah, he, he's in there a little bit. But no, Val Kilmer's not in this one, but he was in the original. Uh, if, you, if you are, I, I don't know. I'm, there's got to be a place to see the original, probably Disney Plus now. Uh, that's a great little movie. It, it was a little scary for kids, but I, that was a good movie. So that, that was the big, even though that's not Star Wars related, that's what I'm saying. It's like Disney's kind of invading the Star Wars space because Willow is, so they're is both So is Disney Lucas making Willow? Yeah. It's Lucasfilm, which is owned okay. by Disney. Okay. By Disney. Um, and it's going to be on Disney Plus, of course. Disney so, acquired Lucasfilms and Marvel. And it's like... They own everything. Just they about... They own everything. Yeah. Everything. The only other major thing that they don't own is Harry Potter, uh, Power Rangers... Which sounds silly, but that is a massive franchise. Um, they don't own Pokemon. Uh, they don't own DC. I think those are probably the biggest well, ones they don't own. Um, and what well, Netflix and them are trying their own, but and DC is no big deal. Their TV <laughs> shows are better than their movies. <laughs> I am. I will forever and always be a Superman fan. That is I my love the comics. That's my favorite they're... superhero of all time. And so DC will always win because of that. But you're right. When it comes to movies and entertainment stuff, yeah, Marvel's kicking their, their tails. And there's also season four of Stranger Things on Netflix, if you're a Stranger Things fan. That I, I've never... I, I watched the first season, and I, I, it was enjoyable, I guess. I just... I mean, I love all the nerds playing D&D and stuff, but I, I just... I've not seen the need to invest more seasons to it, but I know I'm wrong. I know I'm an outlier in that. All right. It's a good time to be a nerd. That's what I'm saying. It is a good time to be a nerd. It is so funny how comic books and Star Wars and D&D and all those things that we got made fun of for playing and enjoying as teenagers is now completely mainstream. Maybe D and D less yeah, so. Yeah, not just accepted, but celebrated. Like this it, is yeah. It's gotten... I mean, is a huge deal, and it is so so interesting how the nerd cliche has has turned on its head. You know, all the the movies when we were kids, the jocks ruled the school, and the nerds hid in the corner, and now it's largely reversed. I think maybe I'm wrong in that, but my kids in high school that that doesn't seem to be as big of a deal. It's you are who you are, and you're going to find your people, and that's cool. All righty. I think that about wraps us up for the day. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have any questions, concerns, or just want to say something mean to Gary, feel free to email us at hello at thebigpixel.net, and we will see you next time. Thanks. Thanks.